Welcome all. Uh, Max of the Accidental Engineer here. Today we are joined by Fede Alvarez. Uh, welcome. It's good to be here, Max. <laughs> uh, let me introduce you real quick, uh, and then I'll give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. So Fede, uh, we're in Berkeley, California today. Uh, Fede is going into his second year of his MBA program at Haas at UC Berkeley. Go Bears. Right on. <laughs> and Fede just recently finished his summer internship in his MBA mm-hmm. at uh, mind introducing people to where you did your internship and what you were doing? Yeah. Um, so as Max says, I'm at Haas uh, for uh, an MBA, which is a two-year program. And this summer, I worked at iRobot. It's the largest uh, consumer robotics company in the world uh, with around like 60% market share in robotic vacuum cleaners. Uh, it, it was very popular for Roomba as one of the main products. And I was uh, working there in the corporate development team. Uh, helping in some strategy work uh, and also supporting the venture team. Right on. So uh, our audience might not know uh, contextually why you are such a great guest to have on The Accidental Engineer. Uh, One big reason is that you did not do your undergraduate in computer science. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've not held jobs in software engineering. Mm -hmm. Um, However, your undergrad was in industrial engineering. Industrial engineering, yep. We've had a couple guests on so far that have done physical engineering degrees in their undergraduate and have ultimately ended up in tech. Mm-hmm. And uh, for our audience that might be interested in MBAs mm-hmm. in particular and getting into tech, uh, mind sharing with our audience how you found your way to an MBA program, especially mm-hmm. in Berkeley, mm-hmm. California. Yeah. Um, so I guess it all started in Spain, where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, I decided to study industrial engineering because, in my view, it's a very broad uh, studies. You get to see a lot of math, a lot of physics, a lot of mechanics, a lot of industrial processes. And if you do a bit of specialization, you can even get to understand a bit of the, or see a bit of the business side. So I thought it was a very broad uh, sort of a study program. And at least in Spain, and I think in Europe too, uh, engineering in industrial engineering is very well sought as as a career that can more or less take you anywhere. You can do very technical roles, but you can also transition into business roles. And a very typical career path is to start in consulting. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in a very short period of time, you can like work in different industries with different clients and have like a steep learning curve. Um, so that's, that's how my career evolved afterwards. I worked in consulting in the Middle East for, for four years. Uh, and then uh, after this like four, four and a half years of, of business ex- experience, I really wanted to go back to class and get to learn like the theory that I never got the chance to learn back in industrial engineering, right? Uh, and it's proven to be a really powerful experience to like um, see in, in a classroom where you're sitting with 59 other classmates that are very international and have their perspectives on business and sort of discuss business in a in a uh, in a very extended um, period, you have all the time to, to see it from different points of view, um, and and then bring it back to your experience and relate it to your experience. It's like oh, you know, three years ago when I was in that sort of project or with this client or where I had this sort of a management issue or people issue. This isn't you know what I did, what I should have done, and it's very very enriching. Oh, for sure. I correct me if I'm wrong, but another reason that. I think you chose Haas versus yeah. other UC, yeah. uh, versus other MBA programs was locationally. Exactly. One, you like Berkeley a lot. Yeah. But two, 
uh, you're situated and positioned for a job market that is yeah. more tech mm-hmm. and less consulted, mm-hmm. consultative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what, one of the good things about an MBA is that enables transitions, career transitions. Some can be minor and some career transitions are very wild. Mm. Uh, so the MBA is a very good platform for like a year or think about what you want to do, experiment it that summer internship and, you know, get a chance to work for two, three months and see if, if there's a fit there and then make the decision after the MBA. So that's one of the reasons that I, I chose also Berkeley because I was starting to think uh, more uh, importantly into the tech space that I wanted to transition and this is where the future is being built in the Bay Area. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was going to be a good opportunity to to learn about business and uh, network and start to gradually um think more carefully about the, the future ahead for uh, sure and i think berkeley is a great great place to to enable that transition a lot of my classmates have have moved into tech hmm. that's interesting do you mind sharing i don't know these statistics off the top of my head and you might not know mm-hmm. it either but what kind of percentage of your mba class mm-hmm. is going into tech versus mm-hmm. other industries mm-hmm. i think um that around 30 30 to 35 percent of the class comes from consulting Okay. And 30 to 35% of the class ends up in consulting afterwards. So there's a okay. lot of switching there. Uh, but tech would be the second or the first uh, hiring like another 30, 35% of the class. Uh, I think I, I would feel comfortable saying that 60 to 80% of the class ends up in, in consulting and, uh, and tech. These are the two largest hires. So one of the common attributes of an MBA program is the internship in the summer between Mm -hmm. your first and second years. And there's, uh, depending on what you want to get into after the MBA, there's certain amount of hunting that you have to do for that internship. Mm -hmm. In other cases, employers will come to MBA programs Mm -hmm. to recruit for Mm -hmm. summer internships, which was more the case for you trying to get into tech coming from consulting. Mm -hmm. It was a bit both. Um, and it's very interesting to see how the hiring process works, uh, at least in the U.S. For, for MBA markets, because it starts as early as September and it can finish as early as May. You know, you have a uh, large companies tend to come very early, mm. uh, the Googles, the Adobe's, uh, the Cisco's, um, and uh, they have very structured um career progressions or interview processes in which they tend to make offers very early on around even October, November. So that's maybe well, one to two months into your MBA. <laughs> that, I, yeah, that's that's actually how it goes. Like, I would say the first one that starts tends to be consulting, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, people start their interviews actually around the first week of January, if I remember correctly. Um, I wasn't going to that career path, so I don't know the dates exactly. But in my case, I took like the first half of the year more as an exploration. Uh, I was trying to work in different areas uh, to sort of build up uh, or confirm my hypothesis that I wanted to go into tech. Uh, so I would say, yeah, for the first half half of the year, I did that. And then I found that there was an enormous amount of opportunities um after january even more than up to december so i think that it's it's not it's not an issue to have a it shouldn't be a concern to get an offer right away Mm -hmm. Uh, there's plenty of time and i feel that the market now is pretty hot in the sense there's a lot of opportunities and the hiring processes are are going on pretty quickly Mm -hmm. so i feel that there's a lot of demand for 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 people that are interested and and can add some value in the tech space so iRobot brought you out to Boston, Boston yeah. as opposed to the Bay Area. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
could you get a sense even just in a summer of how different the job markets are yeah or the development of the tech industry in boston in comparison to yeah. the san francisco Bay i was very surprised about that okay. uh well first of all a robot great it brings great talent uh, it's a robotics company, so there's a lot of uh, roboticists, a lot of the hardware engineers, uh, and gradually some more software engineers. Um, it's a very technical company, which I love. It's just because mm-hmm. I was, as an engineer, I love to go around and speak with other engineers. Um, so I was very surprised to see positively the amount of talent that there is. Not only at iRobot, but Boston overall. Obviously, there's great universities there. Harvard, Harvard. MIT. Have you heard of them? Yeah, they're <laughs> they're, they're they're really good, and they bring incredible talent. The startup um, scene, as as far as I saw, uh, is very strong. Is picking up. There's a lot of very interesting startups uh, emerging in the Boston area. So I was pleasantly surprised to to see that. Um, yeah. So being an MBA intern, you were not interning as an engineer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned these startups in the Boston area. What were you doing with iRobot over the summer? Mm-hmm. We don't need to go into yeah. specific detail that you don't want to. but um, So iRobot has a venture and uh, is always looking to invest in, in promising startups that have the potential to add value. Uh, strategically to to the business. So uh, one of the responsibilities that I was doing is analyzing several um, technologies, sort of like uh, 3D imaging, object recognition, um, and uh, understanding how the industries were evolving, and most importantly, scouting some of the startups. So it was a great opportunity to uh, sort of have conversations with early on startups, you know, some as small as two, three people and some much larger and try to understand, you know, what their offering was, what their vision was uh, and to see where they fit within the industry that they were operating in. Uh, so I thought that was really, really interesting. I, I, I had an opportunity <laughs> to speak with several CEOs uh, mm-hmm. and CTOs, which, uh, which was really enriching. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. I was, again, I was very surprised about the scene in Boston. One of the reasons that I wanted to go to iRobot, obviously, because it's, uh, I really wanted to get engaged in hardware, uh, robots, which I've had a long tradition with, uh, since I was like a kid. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was like a very good fit there. And I also wanted to like test the waters or, or get to learn better the Boston scene. Yeah. I already love the Bay Area scene. So I wanted to understand better the Boston scene. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think a lot of our audience probably has not done an MBA program, mm-hmm. might hypothetically think about doing mm-hmm. an MBA program. Uh, what's kind of, you mentioned the percentages of people who end up in consulting, people who end up in tech, specifically for uh, UC Berkeley's MBA mm-hmm. program. Uh, is there a certain percentage that end up starting their own businesses? Mm, there are some percentages, yeah. I would say less than five. Five percent, which is still pretty high. Five percent. The class is two hundred and sixty, roughly. So uh, the thing is that some people, uh, I think the percentage is much larger. If you start seeing uh, when they start their company, maybe most of the people found a company five years after their MBA. So just at the end of MBA, I would say less than five percent, but the percentage is much much higher uh, afterwards. Uh, So there's a lot of entrepreneurship um, activities and a lot of opportunities to get involved with other entrepreneurs at Berkeley, which is really interesting. So for example, last year, one of the things that I did was uh, help out in a startup that is um, working with wearables. 
Um, so they were coming from a very technical perspective and uh, we sort of helped them out, think about their business model, think about their pricing options uh, and how were like the fundamentals to sort of uh, build a business. And that was really interesting. So just like my experience, many other classmates like leverage on, on, on that opportunity to work out with other with other entrepreneurs at, at Berkeley overall. Oh, for sure. Yeah, which is great. I, th I think you're the first guest we've had on that it has a very sp specific interest in hardware tech. Yeah. Uh, and I'm curious, one, why that is, uh, based on your background. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, what is kind of distinguished about uh, who gets involved in hardware startups? Because uh, by and large, our audience are interested in software engineering in mm -hmm. some form or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who are often the co-founders or early employees of a hardware startup? Uh, at UC Berkeley, for example? Or anywhere. Yeah, I Boston think, or... yeah the, the people that I've met tend to be more mechanical engineers, mm -hmm. uh, probably. Although I've seen some software engineers, too. Uh, the reason that I started, I think it comes back to, like, when I was a kid, I've always been much more attracted to, like, hardware, uh, robotics. Uh, and then industrial engineering is a very... Uh, sort of tangible uh, career. Everything is around mechanics, mechanical elements, uh, industrial processes, industrial plants, things that you can like tangibly see mm -hmm. as opposed to software, which is on the back end, right? Yeah. So just throughout my evolution, I've always been much more engaged with products that I can, I can, I can touch and see. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I, I pursued a hardware. But um, I realized I didn't make my question super clear. Uh, <laughs> did uh, did your undergraduate education in industrial engineering uh, have much crossover? For example, when you were doing your internship this last summer, mm -hmm. uh, any coursework that you can recommend to people who might be in their undergraduate? Right. right. I think the quick answer to that is no, but there's a trick. Uh, in my view, engineering is a great career um, and you get to learn how to think analytically about processes and how to structure ideas. Um, it's not that I, in my professional career I've applied many of the things that I learned. Like I can say, you know, that this chapter in this specific class, for sure, it was imperative that I learned it at university. That, that hasn't happened. Uh, but it is true that the way that you learn how to solve problems, not be afraid of numbers, uh, and how to just be very structured in your approach and very analytical, that has been very valuable. And that's, I think, 80, 90% of what you take out of engineering, in my view. Mm -hmm. I think, obviously, other people have had more technical uh, careers. And in that case, obviously, you do apply much more than the words you learn. So I realize after your MBA, you, you've told me this, we can tell our audience this, that you're very much interested in uh, corporate development type yeah. of role in tech, mm -hmm. uh, how is the crossover from your industrial engineering undergrad and your consulting mm -hmm. in the Middle East? Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't really go into what you were doing in the Middle mm -hmm. East. That might be an interesting yeah, topic sure. to hear about. So yeah, well, what I did is um, basically for around two years, uh, work in strategy for ops, uh, for the upside of businesses across different industries, uh, which was really interesting because back in, when I graduated in 2012 roughly, uh, Spain was still going through a hard economic crisis. Yeah. So um, Spain and Europe, we may say. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I really wanted to go to 
much uh, larger growth areas. Yeah. Uh, and the Middle East back then when the price of oil was pretty high uh, was growing tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that like enabled me and just like as a fresh graduate to go and work in, in really big players in the, in the region, in mm-hmm. the Gulf region yeah. uh, that were experiencing a lot of growth. So I did like t- uh, two years of experience across like petrochemicals industry, mining, even agri-food and sort of even vehicle, uh, the vehicle industry, which was like very broad and very interesting. And then I sort of focused a bit more in the energy space in, in Dubai um, because back th- because in Dubai or at least in the Middle East, the energy industry is what really moves the needle. And when I mean moves the needle is that there's where you see investments in the billion dollar scales. And I really wanted to get a, an experience there and see what, you know, how do you th- think around millions, hundreds of millions of dollars of consequences of the decisions you make. Yeah. So that was really interesting too. Um, so I've always liked that strategy work. Uh, however, I think that the future is tech uh, and there's, there's going to, in the next couple of years, probably is going to be enormous transitions. So I would like to be a part of that and always think about it either from the strategy or the corporate development side with the both are pretty uh, interlinked to some extent. Um, so one relationship between uh, the work you were doing in the Middle East mm-hmm. and uh, the Bay Area and the technology industry mm-hmm. that I find really fascinating is the Saudi royal family yeah. investing into uh, rideshare companies like Uber mm-hmm. uh, and I, maybe Lyft, I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. uh, it's an interesting way for them to financially hedge mm-hmm. the downside risk mm-hmm. of oil prices coming mm-hmm. down, which mm-hmm. they have. Um, but by they're doing it for several reasons. I think yeah. one of them is uh, all the countries in the Gulf are very wealthy and they have established these wealth funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is money that the government has that has to allocate it somewhere, get a return to then, so that those countries can allocate it and invest it in their country. That's sort of what the scheme is. So they're putting it in funds that are looking for returns. And one of them is in startups, obviously. Uh, that's one of the one of the views, get financial return. But also I think uh, another movement is that they're gradually trying to bring talent or foster sort of an entrepreneurial mindset uh, and I think there's a lot of push to sort of learn around venture capital, learn about entrepreneurship, uh, and, and get some lessons there as to how they can uh, bring that into their region too. Uh, so I think it's twofold. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, do, I mean, before we go, uh, I, th- I guess I should mention that you're soon to be taken off the job market. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> and that, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do in the next few years because I'm very bullish on that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll have a catch up afterwards and I'll oh, be happy absolutely, to share. Absolutely. It would be really cool to do this since, I don't know, several months yeah. or 12 months from now. Great. Dude, appreciate it. Yeah.